Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and this is Helena Steinhornstein speaking to you yet again. Welcome to August. <laughs> yeah, we are now in August. Uh, and uh, I'm still in Europe. I'm in Northern Europe. I have moved around a little bit uh, during the past month since I last spoke to you. I've been to different places and visited here and there and always meeting interesting new people. So uh, you're with me today. Welcome. Hello. Nice to meet you again. And um, I'm looking out through my window here. I'm outside of Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, it's storming. It's not raining right now, but, you know, I saw the trees below me here. I'm I'm up high, and I saw the trees kind of waving in the storm. So I think summer is kind of disappearing a little bit. We had here in Northern Europe tropical summer, and I mean that. It was hot. (laughs) It was like over 90 degrees. And um, I I like nice weather. And I even like it hot at times. But, you know, when you have heat and no air conditioning, that is really tough. And this country wasn't built for these kind of tropical temperatures. And it didn't really cool down much at night either. I've never known so-called tropical nights in Northern Europe. This is completely new, and we have kind of hit historical heights with the temperature. Just so you know, there are changes going on as if we didn't know. Anyone who doesn't recognize there are changes going on, go and look out through the window, (laughs) or just open up the newspaper, and you will see, my God, what is happening to this world? Are we completely nuts? Yes, we really are. And I mean, we are all part of this scenario in many ways. Not that we now go out and do horrible things like some people are at this time, but we don't do much. And then on the other hand, what can we do? Some people say, well, I have to send money. Well, what can we do? That's not really the answer. There is one answer out there, what we can do. We can start, well, if you're religious, you can say, oh, let's start praying. But, you know, those are words, and maybe they don't mean that much to you. But I really, really believe in energy. And in those places where we have problems right now, those are problem places. They have always more or less had trouble. But look at the Mideast. This, this is very, very old culture. And they've been in a state of unrest for a long, long time. And what do we do to bring peace to this world? I was was speaking to an ambassador at the United Nations uh, a few months ago, and he asked us, what do we do? And I said, education. You have to inform people. You have to teach people. You have to reprogram people. And he said something, oh, yes, let's do the churches, let's send them out. And I said, hello, that's what has started all this in a way. You know, religion. When some people believe that what they believe is the only right belief. And I tell you one thing, God doesn't mind what you believe in as long as you believe in God. And what is God? Well, that's a very, very good question. The other day, or a couple of months ago, I think it was in May, I had the California healer Dennis Adams on the show, and he talked about what is God. And I thought it was was a long and rather good uh, description, and you can go back to that show, to the May show, and see what he has to say. But I was just, Uh, Looking here, what I have written in my new book that's coming out uh, beginning of next year, and this time is true. You know, I said so a couple of years ago (laughs) that I had a book coming out. And before it came out, I read it again, 
and I decided to go against it. It was not the book I had in mind. And now I'm rewriting it the way it's supposed to be. And there I have, um, the whole title is going to be about the white light and if this is our new reality. And I believe it is. We have to bring in the white light in our reality. What is the white light? It's the God energy. And I'm not preaching any religious stuff here. It's simply we have to begin to think with our hearts. We have to bring in love and understanding. And we have to bring in respect into our lives. You have to respect your neighbor, so to speak. Everyone out there has to respect their neighbors. You have to respect life. You have to respect opinions, foods, ideas of others. We forget that um, our civilization was founded by, well, what you say, was founded by men. So it was founded on the principle and on the mindset of men. And these were men who were leaders. And they, of course, wanted power over others. And they founded civilization accordingly, based on fear. Do what I do or you'll be hurt. Do what I do or we take everything away from you, including your family. And we still see that principle out there, particularly in those countries now with trouble, because they have a leader, and I say a little man, or maybe a group of men who come in and take over and want to rule over other people's minds. And that is what we have to go away from now. Allow the mind to be free. Most people are not as free as they believe. We are tied to rules and traditions and opinions of others. We all are. I have been more so than now. I'm much freer now, but I still have to follow certain rules. And that is just a sign of civilization, I would say. So... You have to follow rules, but you have to make up new rules. And I say rules of love and light. So what is God and what is love and light? And I wrote it now here in my book, in the new one, what is God? What is the white light? First, it doesn't matter what you call it as long as you don't doubt its existence and as long as you allow it to be part of your life. I often call love and light the God energy. And I consider it to be one and the same. And it is the core of who and what you are. This is something that lives within you. And it is a feeling, an emotion that you set into movement through your intentions. I also call this the eternity within us because it never dies. We all have that power within us and it is an undivided part of spirit that lives within us and all we have to do is to connect with it at times of need. Our bodies may eventually die and disappear but our body of light never disappears it lives on in the hereafter. Each one of us represents an individualization of this power. Meaning, this power is within us in its full, undivided force. Totally. And we live in a oneness together. This power and I, my body, I. And my body, I, that's also my thoughts and my feelings. So we live in a oneness, making it possible to use for us this power at any time. This power, God, spirit, the light, whatever you call it, is part of you and you are part of it. And it lives within you. And even as you listen to these words right now, 
It is within you right now. And if you want to make sure, just take a deep breath. And imagine that you have a shiny light within you, in your chest area. And just feel how it's part of it, of you, and how it's part of you. It and you are one. This power cannot be destroyed and is a healing energy of a very high speed and frequency. It cannot be destroyed, but you can forget that you have it. And instead, maybe you try other ways of power, like violence or drugs and weapons and God knows what. This power is activated through your own higher intention. And what is this higher intention? It is your own good wishes for something good and much better. And when you activate this power within you, this higher intention of doing good, you absorb this power into your own energy field. And it helps heal the imbalances in your body. It fills the voids in your body that you might have experienced before. And that is my description of the light, but of course it expands. Every day I will move on further and expand on the subject because the light sees no limits. And the light is actually shining within you at all times. It is your open mind. When you have light in your thoughts, there is no room for darkness. There is no room for trying to violate the rights of others because you're happy where you are in the light. And you know, the only meditation that I practice for myself is the white light meditation. And how do I do that? Well, I sit down and calm down and close my eyes, and I don't even have to close my eyes. And I focus on the white light as a loving and bright presence within me and around me. And I even imagine a big ray of white light coming down over me. And when it does, it mixes, it unites with that power light within me that is already there. And I feel so strong and full of light and powerful. I don't need any weapons in my hand. I don't need any drugs in my system to make me stronger. And I don't need to infest others with fear so they will fear me. I am in this light and I feel so strongly that this is my biggest helper. So, um, again, what can we do? Are we part of what's happening in the world? Yes, we are part of this world because there are so many changes happening. And why they are changing is that this planet is in a new influence of energy. I will call it the cosmic energy. We have more of a positive the feminine energy is shining down over us. And when this happens, we notice the changes. And those who have this energy within them all along, they want to expand on it. They want to increase this power. They want to shine more. But those who didn't like this energy from the start, those who even feared this feminine energy, they feared even more so. And that's why those of a certain tradition would crack down in so many ways of what we call the feminine energy, because the feminine energy is freedom. I do not say that the feminine energy is represented by females only. No. I have seen females who have been totally taken over by the male energy or masculine energy, I don't know how you say this, the young energy. And I've seen males be very, very influenced by the 
feminine energy in being completely in the light. So we don't quite follow the gender, but to a certain degree we do, because there is a dominance here. If I lecture on God and the light and meditation, whatever that is, I can make sure, I am sure, I will have over 90% women, maybe 95%, maybe even 97% women in that room. And if there is a boxing match or something on the male energy where you kind of plaster each other, I can be sure this room is filled with males practically only. This is the way it is. It doesn't mean each other, and I keep on saying this, and to some people it's getting to be a drag, but it isn't because this is what is now happening in the world, and we have to be aware of that, and we have to allow the feminine energy to shine. And I have a suggestion right now how we could help because we are part of what's happening in this world. I feel that if we, each one of us, in a group or each one, whenever you have time on the hour, not every hour on the clock, but maybe you choose one particular hour when you sit down and send loving light to certain parts of the planet, to our earth, to Iraq, to Moscow, to the Ukraine, to send that light out to, to Syria, you know, where we need places of light, where the light can shine. If we do so, because if you decide you sit down at 7 o'clock, you can be darn sure there are many more people in the world who at 7 o'clock will sit down. So if you do that once or twice a day, just sit down a few seconds only, a few or a minute only, and you send light to those places where you have darkness, it will help us. It really will help. Be absolutely unconditional. Don't say, I hope those people there will die, you know, and those people there should stop doing what they do. But send this unconditional white light to planet Earth, to those troubled places, and the more people who listen to this, the more this is going to happen of the good. It's just the way it is. We have to do something. And this is my suggestion to help. Because we have to change the energy of those places with trouble. And this is what I've been telling, what I told this ambassador from the United Nations. We have to change the energy. And we do that from our hearts. We change the energy through our hearts. It is that simple. It is also that difficult because we really have to do it. And we can do it. We really can. So what else is new? Somebody says, this sounds like stupid. And I say, no, it's not. And I feel it's one law we should all practice, which is the golden rule. Do you know the golden rule? Well, you do unto others what you do them, want them to do unto you. Do unto others what you want them to do unto you. Very simple. Good. I heard a mother who said, uh, I asked her, what, uh, what denomination, what religion do you practice? And she said, we teach our children the golden rule. And I thought, how wonderful. That's what it is about. Because then you teach not only love, but you teach respect. And you also teach consequences. Consequences. We don't understand consequences. Leaders of the world have no idea of consequences. The President of the United States went into Iraq. He had no idea what to do after he got in. They had no plans because, of course, there are consequences. Mothers know consequences. 
And that's why girls, little girls, always stand back when the boys kind of want to do something crazy. They want to climb up in the tree and say, oh, I don't, you know, let's go up, up and see what's up there. And the girls say, oh, no, you know, I think we could fall down. And then the next thing is one of the boys falls down and breaks a leg. You know, this is the way it has been all along. And it was not that the girls were cowards. No, they knew consequences. And this is what we don't understand in the world. You cannot just go invade countries and bust up families and homes and ruin and destroy. You know, there's something called respect for each other and consequences. If we could teach as mothers, we could teach our children respect and consequences. We have done so much for our world. If we teach particular little boys, you know, don't hurt that little lizard. You know, you have to respect the life of this little lizard. It has the right to live too. You must not take it away. And when we do that from the beginning, you know, we will have a better world. And, you know, we don't have that much time. We really have to speed up because with these fanatics out there, anything could happen. Anyway, I have talked, I have talked about misery long enough. So let's talk about angels and fairies. I have a question here from Kurt in Sweden. And he doubted there would be such a thing as angels and fairies and little little people in in nature (laughs) and I said of course they're all there and I said no I never seen it and I said well why should you see it if you kind of don't expect it to happen and you shouldn't really expect expect because then you look like fanatically for it fanatically for it you should just be open to that they are there I believe in angels Once upon a time, I really didn't think there were angels. I thought there were drawings and nice designs and, you know, imagination from the Bible because I was that way once upon a time. And why am I not that way anymore? Because I've opened my mind. And how did I open my mind? Because the light came to me. I had those experiences spiritual experiences. The ones of you who have read my book, Constant Awakening, I write about those things and people love to read about them. So if you haven't read my book, Constant Awakening by Helena Steiner Hornstein, order it through Amazon. They always have good prices, better prices than in the bookstore. Anyway, the light appeared before me. And how did it do that? Well, the first time in the form of the burning bush and those who read the Bible. Yes, I saw the burning bush. And it frightened the heck out of me because it spoke to me and I didn't want to hear what it said. But somehow it opened my mind and I changed lots of ways after that experience. You know, when I was a teenager I became an atheist because I couldn't believe in you know what they said about the man in the sky and so on and it's strange that when someone when you're a child and someone tells you something you really listen and then when you grow up you change those ideas you have been given because you have started to think for yourself but this idea about God you don't change because no one is there to change it for you. And you don't dare change this idea of God, the man in the sky who sits on the clouds and sees everything you do because he's become a friend and security and safety and something more for you. So we, we dare not change that. Instead, we just start to deny it and just say, I cannot believe in that. And totally, you know, don't dare take your decision, but within your 
openly and you just don't dare stand for anything. But once you believe that God lives as love and light in this life and you have this power within you, it's so easy to believe and so easy also to believe in this power. So, um, angels, yes, I have, the first time I really saw an angel, I thought it was when I was very sick. And I was in Germany, married to my German husband. And uh, no one knew why I was sick. I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and I was about to fade away, and I couldn't even get out of bed. And the doctors thought I had some kind of bacteria they couldn't find, or, or some kind of cancer they couldn't again find and I was just lying there disappearing and then suddenly one afternoon there was an angel standing by my bedside and told me you must not eat and meet anymore you mustn't eat meat. That's not an angelic way of speaking, is it? And I didn't really hear a voice, but I saw this image in front of me that I can only understand as the image of an angel. And it communicated with me, telling me, eat no meat. And, of course, I listened. And it was very funny because the Germans were very meat-eating people. And when I came, before I came to Germany and lived in Germany with my new husband, I didn't eat meat much. I ate vegetables and fish very much. And, of course, occasionally meat at parties and in restaurants and so on. But it was not a big part of my diet. I didn't like to cook it because I didn't like the smell of it. Anyway... So here, uh, because I was so weak, my husband wanted me to eat meat like three times a day. And uh, when I stopped eating meat, and I said, no, I only want vegetables and salads and, you know, cooked vegetables and so on, you know, immediately got better and better and better, and I didn't eat meat at all. And I was completely back to good health again. I was simply allergic or had some kind of sensitivity to meat and I could handle it before since I ate it so seldom but once it became a bigger part of my diet uh, you know my husband wanted me to live for lunch and dinner and so on and we lived inland in Germany in the Black Forest and in Berlin and there was much, not much seafood there either so we got into this meat diet and my body started to react so maybe there's someone out there who listens to this and now hears this and says oh maybe that's why I feel so tired all the time do you know when I ate meat I had colds all the time it was almost like if I had meat I didn't know it of course I saw no connection but I had one cold after the other it was just part of my program so to speak and after I stopped eating meat I never had a cold I still don't have colds I get kind of jammed up at times from allergies or whatever it can be and instead of a cold I might get pneumonia but I don't get colds so again if you're one of those people with the colds constantly maybe again you should change your diet maybe there is something in your diet that you cannot handle maybe sugar maybe meat maybe something else maybe wheat but very likely it could be the meat so good luck with that and that's why I told you the story and I saw angels at several more occasions so I believe in angels and I can bring them in now Angels are there to protect and for comfort, I would say. And sometimes when I stay in hotels and the energies are so bad sometimes in the hotel rooms, so then I bring in angels. I put them all around me in a circle in the room 
to cleanse the atmosphere and immediately I feel safe and I fall asleep. And again, for you, if you're not feeling happy and if you feel kind of uh, insecure in your house or in your room, surround yourself by angels because they will come to you. Don't necessarily ask them for money and that kind of thing, but ask them for comfort and for guidance, and they will be there for you. Now do little fairies and other little beings in nature exist? Yes, I believe so. I really believe so. And I believe I've seen them to a certain degree. Some people see the gnomes, what they're called, you know. And I have always believed I've seen the little people in the forest. I could certainly hear them. And they had the voice like, <laughs> you know, like this. It sounded like in the old days when you had a tape recorder, you had tapes and you played them backwards. And they had that, those frequencies, <laughs> you know. And it really, it sounded crazy, but, you know, I'm not. And I spoke to people who were a lot in the forest. You know, this is a certain part of Sweden where I grew up. And they said, oh, yeah, of course, the little people, they're there all the time. I can hear them. Sometimes I feel I see them. So there are, these are energies that belong to nature. Everything out there is energy. We exude energy all the time from us. And other people receive your energy. Your energy, the one that you exude, will go into walls and furniture of the house and stay there and sometimes remain there even if you move away from the house. This is what makes a house feel good or not so good. Yes, this is what we are all about, energy. Spirit is energy of the very, very highest frequency. Spirit, God, delight, it's all the same thing. It is the highest of energies, and we have that power within us. Since it's such a high frequency, I truly believe it is of good nature. And when people do bad out there, it's because they are under the influence of lower energies. And all those out there who want to dominate and take over do not represent the higher energies, for sure, because this is not what God does. God is an energy of such a high frequency. It's beyond human wishes. It's way up there. And that is why I see this energy as the white light. So here I go into the mailbox uh, again. Uh, I have another question. I'll leave that because um, we had kind of talked about that. Uh, what is in your mind the most important for us right now? Well, I think we talked about that too. It is that we have to send this loving energy of the white light to troubled areas on the map and to bring up our children with respect for each other and with the idea and the concept of consequences. You do something, something happens. You do something bad for them, it might also be bad for you. It's a world of consequences. Now I have here, uh, you mentioned in a lecture here in Stockholm about our four pillars describing us, but I forgot what they were. This is an email, Maria in Stockholm. And I'm glad you were there. Thank you, Maria, for coming. Well, the four pillars, um, which in a way are not four pillars, but they are kind of 
ideas of what we are. And of course, what we are, number one, we are the body. The body that you see. You know, your looks and, you know, for me, uh, brains, your brain, your intellect is also part of your body because if someone hits you on the head and you have a concussion, you cannot think and you, you have forgotten everything you have been taught and so on. So your thoughts and you might even think a different way. So your body is your, fix, your physical structure and what you your body is communicating through your words and your thought to your to your world. Then, of course, we know we are soul. And now, what is the soul? Well, we know soul is part of you. And here, where do we do do we draw a line for what is soul and what is spirit? I cannot quite do that because we are body, soul, and we are spirit. And where do I draw the line for body and for yes, body and soul? I know between soul and spirit. I don't know we can do that properly, but I feel there is a oneness now, body and soul. But once your body and soul is coordinated with your body, meaning your brains, your physical self, and your thoughts, and so on, now comes the fourth pillar of who you are and that is your mind your mind is your result is the result of your body in connection with your soul and your spirit now you get into your mind and you open your mind with the light activated within you now your mind is open and it's now that you see what is wrong with the world. And you see what is right with the world and what is wrong with the world. And with this open mind, the person of an open, loving mind will never go and destroy life for others. And also, they are so content in themselves, they don't have to try to convince others what to believe and what to do and who is their God I have my belief and I'm very strong in my belief about God and love and light and so on and I tell this to others but I don't force it upon anyone it has to sit right within you to believe this way if you don't believe this way, you can't. I mean, don't force it upon yourself. God is what you make God to be. That's my definition of God. God is what you make God to be. It's love and light, but it is what you God make God to be. Some people make money into their God. Some money... Some people make sex into their God. Other people make careers into their God. And this is how it continues out there. So that's how it is to define God. God is what you make God into being. God should be pleasant for you. God should shine. God should be unconditional. God doesn't judge. People judge. But God doesn't judge. God doesn't mind if you say God or the light or the source or source or spirit or the universe. I have another question here from someone where I saw this question. Where was it? Uh, what is God? What is the universe? And what is the difference? It kind of goes together. This is something that people ask me a lot. Uh, so what is the difference between God and the universe? Well, none. It's what you like to call this power. I am careful about saying God a lot of the times, particularly in uh, certain circles. 
depending on the tradition and culture of the people. Because God can mean so many different things. And when you come to certain countries, like, and I go back to Sweden, I don't want to knock Sweden around so much, but it's a general conception that if you talk about God in general, something is a little wrong with you. You don't know reality very well. You don't speak about God socially in Sweden. You don't say God bless like you do in America, for instance. It would be really crazy to say this with Gud will sing today in Swedish. God bless you. It just doesn't fit into the culture. So that's why you have to be careful saying the word God many times, uh, depending on where you are and so on. So um, universe is perfectly okay. You know, God doesn't mind. And no, this power doesn't mind unless you make it to be that way because God is what you are. God is where you are. You make God to be what you make it into being again. Repeat it, but, you know, we have to get it. (laughs) So... um, Body, soul, and spirit, you know, once they work together, that brings an open mind. And those were the four pillars I think I mentioned to you. But again, we are spiritual beings in in a physical body. That is the basic of it. Um, Then uh, let's go to the true answers. I see... How do you find the white light? Where the white light is God, and that's anywhere and everywhere. Is this world coming to an end? Well, I have to remind you of our mortality. There is an end for our physical beings. For our spiritual selves, there is no end. We will live into the eternity. But for the world, this planet is not supposed to come to an end unless there is a nutcase out in the world in those areas of trouble who just say, well, I don't care what happens to them because I don't care about me. And that is what it is. You know, we live in a world where we have brought technology so far and this technology is bringing people into a destruction if we so want it and we can bring our world into Stone Age again, because we are now so dependent on technology that we cannot even read time properly anymore. So we will really be back in Stone Age if we do, you know, mess up our technology here in our world. Do you know people cannot, young people cannot read time anymore? (laughs) It's amazing. And they don't understand the language we older people say. I say quarter to two, and they say, what's that? <laughs> it's funny, but it's also very tragic. And also that we, we are not taught longhand writing anymore. God, what do you do if your son is left without your little gadget, you know, your phone? And it's very dangerous to make a world so dependent on gadgets What about if there are no batteries anymore? Suddenly, all technology is destroyed. And we sit there, we don't even know what to do with our lives anymore. We don't know how to communicate. However, if we develop this so-called feminine energy, we communicate extremely well. And I know those people are close to me and those people I... I work with, we kind of contact each other through, ah, now. If I want them to contact me, I send out a message to them and they pick up on it. We can train ourselves to be this way extremely easily. We just start to do it, to train ourselves to be telepathic. It's not that hard. To train ourselves to be more intuitive, it's not that hard. To begin to trust your intuitive feelings, it is not that hard. We can do that. 
And here uh, I have one question, and that's Yvonne. Yvonne in Oslo. He, she asked me, is lying a sin? Is it all right to lie? And I say, the less lies you say, the better it is. But then it depends. You know, we have our little children, and they come and give us a drawing. And you have to tell, oh, this is so good. Oh, you're so talented, you know. And in fact, it isn't that good, and they are not that talented. It's just a regular drawing by a regular child. But we need to encourage people at times. So I feel when a lie is, is a good lie, you know, like helping someone and encouraging someone. I think you can tell those little lies because they are not really lies. These are just encouragements. And you can do that. But I don't think we should walk around and lie, although we do that all of us sometime. You know, someone said, oh, come over and have some coffee. And I said, well, you know, I have no time. I have so much work. And the thing is, no, I don't have much work. I just don't want to go. I want to stay home and rest instead and be, you know, having a good time by myself and watch TV, for instance, and read some books maybe. But we dare not say those things, so we say a little lie. But the more we tell the truth, maybe, the better it is. I promised a little meditation, and um, I should give a little meditation here as the finale, end of this. Again, I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein. My email address is activeail at gmail.com. And I must say, I have trouble receiving many of my emails uh, over Gmail. I don't know what it is, but I don't receive all my mail. So you can go to activeail with a C, a, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A for Adam, L for Love, and E for Edward at AOL.com. Or you can go to Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com. Dr. Helena, D-R Helena, and you know how that's spelled, H-E-L-E-N-A, Info, don't forget that info at the end, Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com. So, have a wonderful day. And again, my book you should read is Constant Awakening. And you find it at amazon.com. Have a wonderful continuation of the day. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Again, relax now and relax. More and more and more you relax as we listen to Stephen Halpin's background music. And I'm Helena. I'm with you this very moment. And you begin to relax and relax and relax. More and more and more. And you know that within you there is a place called I am the light, and this light is the truth of the one that you are. Your light is shining within you, and you take a deep breath and feel a connection with this light within you right now. It shines within you. And you know this is the truth of the one that you are. I am the light. And you take a deep breath and breathe in the light all around you. You are so relaxed now. So completely relaxed. And you feel how a feeling of relaxation is going through your body, going through your feet and up your legs, through your knees, and how the light is making your knees stronger and 
how the light is giving you more support throughout your legs. And now a feeling of relaxation goes into your hips and into your root chakra. It rotates within you. And you feel now, you begin to feel how you are connected with the light. It shines up your spine, way up through your spine and into your neck and through your neck and up in your thoughts and into your brains, into your mental being. And now you feel how the light is activating your feelings and your thoughts up in your head. And now you feel how the light is rotating in your chest area. And it goes into your heart. Yes. A light shining through your heart. And you begin to feel love. You experience love in your heart, in your whole body, in your thoughts. You begin to feel so content with your whole being, with the one that you are. You are a being of the light. And now you send light from you out in the whole world and you send your whole heartfelt feelings of love and of respect to all and everything in the world, to the animals, to the children, to all the grown men and women in the world. And you send more and more light to everything alive in your world. You are so relaxed now. So completely, completely relaxed. So at ease. So in harmony. Yes, within you. We have now activating the light and it shines and now in your heart there is a dream that you have wanted to see come into being a reality and now this dream is activated and it goes through your thoughts and into your awareness and spreads into your body, into your lungs, and you breathe happy health throughout you, throughout your body. You are so relaxed now, and you are breathing good health. You are now one with the light. And the light shines through your body. You are now in the oneness of the light. And in front of you, there is a big lake. A big, beautiful lake. And all around the lake, there are big, white lilies. And some of them are almost whitish, purple, pinkish, beautiful lilies. And now you walk up to the lilies and you pick one lily and you take it in your hand and raise it up towards the sky. And as soon as you do so, the whole sky is opening up. and sends a ray of light down towards the lily and now towards you, 
and you are now completely in the light and yes you are in the light and the lily is now turning completely white and it's absorbed into the light and you lower your hand and now you send energy of love and light to your world to your family to you to the physical copy of you and now you send this onwards to your world and now you send it on to the world beyond your world to the whole planet earth and now this energy is absorbed by everyone in the world we are sending this love and energy to those places in the world where we need love and light energy you are so relaxed now so very very relaxed you feel so content with the one that you are because when you give light to others and to the world you are refilled with more light the more you give the more is coming to you and this is going to be the beginning of your success formula the more you give the more you are receiving as you give as you give you receive in this moment and now suddenly you find yourself on the top of a big mountain and you look down at the world and you see the world below you you love your world you love this world of which you are a part and you are a shining light on this earth you love this light you love you and the way you shine it shines throughout it shines through you through all your cells in your head back in your body in front of your body through your arms and legs all cells are now in shiny light and you are so content and so at peace with the one that you are and now slowly slowly you come back to here and now and open your eyes you take a deep breath and feel that you are part of a loving universe your eyes are open and you look at your world this is a good world this is a loving world because this is what we have decided to make it we are now at this moment turning this world into a loving world full of light full of love full of possibilities full of goodness and what we now have built up will continue to stay in the light i love the light and you are a being of the light this is Helena Steiner Holstein Helena Margareta speaking to you from northern europe out into the world
wanting you to bring life, love, and light into this world. Yes, let's bring love and light into this world. And let's make this a world of shining possibilities. Right now. Thank you for being with me today. And thank you for continue sending this love and light to this world. The world needs it. And let us send this message to more and more people out there. Just so we begin to change the energies in those places where they need our help in the world. Thank you all and see you soon again. Bye-bye. Thank you, Stephen, for the music.